This is Tristan. This is Justin. And this is Bill. For the Space Bros Podcast. Here we are, nine months in <laughs> to this pandemic. Uh-huh. It's like we've had a pandemic baby. Just oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the oh, baby's been first. Yeah. Uh episode one oh eight coming at you live from Space Bros HQ, virtual HQ. <laughs> and uh we're gonna talk about some Star Wars news and happenings and things that have been going on in the Star Wars universe. There's not a ton of news again, but uh we'll tap on what we got. Um what's kind of interesting is that the High Republic stuff seems like it's been delayed and uh swept under the rug until the new year so there's not a whole lot of news on that front um but the first bit of news is that i have the new star wars lightsaber collection book look at this hardcover book um made by insight editions but it's a lucasfilm sponsored event so it's uh 150 pages of lightsaber hilts and uh, blades and the history behind them and what they mean. Is that Close-ups. is that a one to one scale on that image there? You feel like you could wrap your hand around that? Kind of, yeah. It does. The hilts like, are pretty close, yeah. Yeah, the hilts are. This is what you come for is the hilts in this. Yeah, <laughs> the, the blades themselves aren't that featured. No, the camera work is terrible here, Tristan. I can't see oh, that. Okay, <laughs> it's hard to hold it up and then. Yeah, but you see, it's like a full page of just the hilt. So yeah, if nice. you like hilt erotica in Star Wars. And it's weird, a, cu- a couple of the pages, they have like the Jedi uh, temple guards, you know, mm-hmm. that have the dual-bladed guy. They have like a fold-out page so you can see the yep. full blade, which is weird. I don't know why that's yeah. necessary, nice. but... Like so. I guess right. for dramatic effect. Yeah. Or for yeah, a page it's... ripped. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it seems like. The book, it doesn't seem entirely not flimsy. Yeah. and it's it's very big and awkward i was flipping through it a little earlier but mm-hmm. it looks it's, neat though it's, it's too bad with the fold out I, I thought they would still keep the one-to-one scale but instead they oh, yeah made it smaller i was like well that makes sense because they'll mm-hmm. keep it to the one-to-one but when you open that up it was a little bit of the actual blade so the actual hilt was really tiny it yeah. looks like mm-hmm. so it seemed counterintuitive on that end yeah what do you think Why? about this? This is a interesting revelation here. Ahsoka Tano with two white lightsabers. Yeah, um, that seems like something that wasn't really featured that much. Now she likes some curvy too, huh? Yeah, curvy, you curvy. Uh, yeah, I think in in Rebels they she was using the white ones. Yeah, in Rebels, but that was about it, right? Um, I think in, in the book, I think they talked about it mm. in the Ahsoka book. Okay, she done killed an Inquisitor, and um, when she disassembled the lightsaber, the blood blades got better. Oh, but since she was kind of neutral, they just kind of stayed neutral with her. Well, I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. You think she shows up in Mando with uh, some white blades? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. They do have Cal Kestis in here, which is an interesting one from uh, The Fallen Order. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. got like his stock lightsaber, which nobody keeps. Everyone likes to, to modify <laughs> it as soon as you can. Right. Yeah. Would you? Which is funny. Which is funny because it's not a terrible looking lightsaber, but mm-hmm. since they let you uh, screw with it, of course, everyone does that. Yeah. Should have given you some stickers to like put over. <laughs> yeah. Your own. Now, uh, a couple things that are interesting about this is that there is, I think this guy's in the Clone Wars, possibly, with a cane lightsaber. It's like a oh, mm-hmm. cane that turns into a lightsaber. I don't remember this character, but he was probably in the Clone Wars, right? Season two. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. And then. <laughs> Be nice if they gave you like a first appearance in or something. They kind of do for some of oh, them. They do. Okay. Yeah, I guess in they have paragraph. a paragraph. Sometimes a couple of them aren't like super clear on that, but <laughs> they say stuff. And this one is probably the most interesting. The one that has new information is this guy called Stellan Gios, oh. Gios, which is a Jesus-looking New High Republic Jedi. Yeah. And he's got his lightsaber is like a basically like a sword hilt that has a cross guard. A cross yeah, guard that looks like a cheese slicer. Yeah. <laughs> looks very um crusader ish. It's uh he's got like a full broadsword, mm-hmm. it looks like, right? Is that that hilt on the bottom? Yeah. The the yeah, the cross guard. Is that tiny little lightsabers in that hilt? Yep. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. With yeah, guards on. Yeah, that's super mm-hmm. <laughs> Like Crusader Kings kind of ish, yeah. So that kind of gives the vibe of this High Republic. There's a lot of like white and gold um, for the Jedi's, which is going to be their theme. It looks like interesting. Yep. Oh, and this guy, um, he's only in the Star Wars VR experience. He's got this hilted lightsaber too. So it seems like that's their new idea that they came up with is put hilts on everything. The, uh, you guys the like storks? Gray lightsaber. We yeah. saw last time, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's the Star Wars lightsaber book. It's decent enough. I think it's only like $25, and it's kind of a cool coffee table book if you want to yeah. through them, page through them and just look at the um, the hilts and stuff. It's kind of neat. Um, another book also dropped that I heard nothing about. I don't think it's promoted at all from the um, Star Wars site. It's called Star Wars Book uh, by DK Publishing. And it looks like it's aimed towards children a little bit. Um, but it has a lot of facts in there. And um, it, uh, I don't know, it, it's marketed as like a, a new encyclopedia for Star Wars because it's got even Mando stuff in there. Right. And yeah. Dr. Afra stuff, so it's newer. Um, but it also seems like they put out books like this all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the sample pages that they have in there, it reminds me of they had a series of books like this when we were much younger, where they would, uh, they had like one for like rebel technology, and then they had one for like starfighters, and it was like the same kind of stuff where they would show like concept art and then like, I don't know, I guess kind of like architectural like schematics mm-hmm. for whatever. And then they would have facts and the style reminds me of uh, what this looks like. I don't know who made those. Maybe it's the same kind of idea. 
Yeah, I don't recall seeing anything about this. No, and it came out on October 22nd, so very recently. Um, but it looks very skippable, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks like it's aimed towards the, the tween, teen. Oh, yeah, they, they make a whole bunch of books that are like, you know, climate change. Here's information on it for teenagers and mm, DK yeah. books. It seems like their whole ancient Rome, like the ancient Rome book kind of looks like the Star Wars book as far as like information about some stuff. Mm-hmm. So this seems to be what they do. The first animal encyclopedia. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, definitely something we would like. They probably were making books when we were younger too. That's why it's familiar. Hmm. Style. <clears throat> the history book, all of history in 30 pages. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> the important things in history yeah who knows interesting oh. so all right I'll stick, um i'll stick with my old school um you know star wars encyclopedia the pre mm-hmm. uh, re- redo of the history or whatever the pre rewrite before the uh um Expanded yeah. universe stuff. What do you want to call through? that? Yeah, yeah. Before the, the expanded, before the EU was wiped clean or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be as valuable as like a, an encyclopedia that before World War Two. <laughs> like people always want those ones because they're before the maps were rewritten and shit. So yeah, for sure. <clears throat> uh, the next thing we're gonna discuss in terms of news is that work continues on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Do you remember what the Galactic Star Cruiser is? Vaguely. Yeah, it's uh, the hotel uh, that's coming to Walt Disney Resort in 2021 that gives you like the full um, Galaxy's Edge experience as staying in a a fancy hotel that's shaped like a starship. Right. Um, And there was an aerial shot on Twitter that someone had that uh, looks like they're doing some work still. And uh, nobody can stay in it right now, but <laughs> maybe wow. in 2021, who knows? Yeah, um, I do like so, that the what with the air with the aerial shots. You can see that like the facade is, of course, a facade. Like it's all in the front. Like it looks mm-hmm. like this cool starport in the front of it, and then the back of it's just it's just a big rectangle hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, they're gonna put a bunch of trees and like stuff in front of us. Is like, well, we don't have to see the actual hotel. Everybody's gonna be inside anyways, right? So it looks so basic behind it. You know, mm-hmm. one quarter of it is like the neat part, and then the three quarters of it is just a big square. Like, <laughs> sm- smoke and mirrors and shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what it's gonna look like on the inside. You know, mm-hmm. do you get like viewing ports that are just like space then, or it do you get to of- see the? The outside because there were windows on the side it looks like i was like well the, the, you get mm-hmm. do you even see outside it kind of makes it seem like there's going to be a like a cruise ship port view and it's going to be of space to make it look like you're in space i wonder if that'll drive people crazy <laughs> i guess <laughs> i guess in like cruise ships not everybody gets a port like a window so mm-hmm. yeah that's true but hotels, you generally nowadays, you pretty much always have a window, right? Right, Tristan? You yeah. go to way more hotels than I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a window that you can't open because mm-hmm. they're afraid people are going to jump out of them or something. I don't know. 
It'll be cool if you like looked out the window and it was like there's like some sort of you know Ewok battle going on, <laughs> like or or just like randomly there's just like a tauntaun that goes through the the nearby woods or you know something weird like or my knock sucking like, on like, the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. That could be cool too. If they had like yeah, just weird shit occurring. It says here these are the experiences they're planning to offer right now. Oh. First, here's the um, here's the areas. There's launch pods. You arrive at a terminal, enter a launch pod, and blast off into space. Kind of like what a monorail, like Disney thing, seems like, right? Where you get into a monorail, and you're like, "Wow, this is the future! Look at this cool right. ship we're on." It's not a hyperloop. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's an atrium where it's going to be like a space station that everyone arrives to. Um, and then there's a bridge area navigation and all that um and then you get in there and there's experiences for wielding a lightsaber uh there's a lightsaber skill thing i guess uh there's the passenger's cabin which shows like a spaceport view um an engineering room for kids and then the silver sea lounge uh which is a, a lounge for uh passengers of all ages which shows where's, like where's where's the adult lounge with the yeah. Twi'lek dancers? I know. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. They Can don't I get a Twi'lek massage. You know, they do show a it's Twi'lek a but, room. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but not stripping. Well, I don't know. Fully clothed, strip, just dance. You know. Yeah. So that's what it seems like is going to be the total experience, mm-hmm. and then from there you'd probably go to Galaxy's Edge on like a shuttle mm-hmm. and get the full. Galaxy's Edge Adventure. Oh, these are all the um. Yeah, I wonder. I am. Yeah, I mean, the concept art looks neat. I'm curious what the final product will look like. And what's funny is they have everyone dressed up in like Star Wars clothes, which not everybody will be when they're going. Aren't there. you not allowed to <laughs> cosplay in the yeah, park? Yeah, yeah right. Because they kick you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's a two-night all-immersive adventure. So they give you a limited time where you can stay there, too. That's interesting. I wonder if they'll give you, like, the option to buy. Like, well, because I know that people want to cosplay, you know, maybe they'll start selling, like, citizen wear or whatever. Like, you're clearly not a person who works at Disney because you're wearing this outfit of, like, a Mm -hmm. citizen of whatever. I foresee that in the future of Disney parks and you can buy for $150 for your kids. So they're like a (laughs) part of the experience, you know, get the youngling youngling outfits and then, you know, so everybody knows what they look like and you can already buy the robes. You just can't wear them. Right. Right. The Jedi robes. Very bizarre. Okay. But you can wear these new Adidas shoes. Star Wars Adidas crossover once again. It seems like an annual thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These don't look very cool, if I'm going to be honest here. They're pretty pretty ugly. The Stormtrooper ones looked all right. Yeah. The rest of them, like the Vader ones, it's like, I guess (laughs) it's cool that they uh, adhered to the theme, but like, who the fuck Mm -hmm. is going to wear those? (laughs) Or the C3PO gold ones? Yeah, it'll just seem excessive. But the uh, 
the stormtrooper ones are actual running shoes it looks like yeah, yeah. they look like those netted running shoes so they're practical but, at least yeah and they look like reasonably close to like normal shoes that are just like star wars styled mm-hmm. yep if you want to see pictures of these it's um on starwars.com slash news slash adidas dash star dash wars dash empire i just like i'm missing the blue vent port on the stormtrooper ones remind me more of like r2 than stormtrooper I'm like what is the blue vent mm-hmm. port from yeah i'm just not remembering the stormtrooper outfit quite right a blue well, they do vent have port those like that dashes on their helmet blue. right are they blue? Oh, they are blue. Okay, I always just imagine yeah. it was black mm-hmm. in my mind. But yeah, no, they're blue. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> Luke Skywalker shoes are okay. Like they're VHF very minimal. watching ass. Remember them as black, not blue. Yeah. <laughs> Never got that close. Um, but I wonder if these are already sold out. I bet you there's a good chance they are. So yeah, you should get those gold ones, Tristan. <laughs> the Luke yeah. Skywalker ones are sold out already. Oh no! Oh, they have a clear um, outsole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the gold C3PO ones are currently not recognized by the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they refuse to recognize them. <laughs> okay. See if I try this. Huh. C3PO shoes. I don't want weird. The Adidas plate on those running shoes too, like on the side of it. Looks real odd. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they're pretty I guess they do them yearly and usually they're most of them don't look great, right? Yeah. <laughs> pretty gaudy. As long as like maybe one or two, they're like, well, that's okay. The rest of them are, and they're never great. They're like, oh, those are not terrible. Yeah. But I mean, how much can you do? I mean, I guess a lot. People wear ugly shoes all the time, so yeah, <laughs> it's true. With those Yeezys, oof, oof, those are very expensive. <laughs> Big bubble space shoes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, on to the next thing. Um, Mandalorian star uh, Gina Carano is once again facing some backlash for her tweets. Uh, we talked about before she got in trouble about some transgender rights people who are getting on her for not changing her her pronoun status thing and uh, mm-hmm. making fun of them. And now she's in hot water for supporting um the fake voting for the election any thoughts on this no <laughs> seems on trend with her previous treat tweets yeah i tried to give her the benefit of the doubt on the last one but now it's just like all right okay mm-hmm. you know uh twitter needs to go away i don't know yeah <laughs> Let's do that this year. Let's not everybody, that. not all the celebrities should be on Twitter. I guess I don't know. It's uh, of course she has the right to whatever, to say whatever she wants, but mm-hmm. um, it's a bummer. I, don't, I mean, I you know I know people are calling for her firing, but like I don't think that's you yeah, know, like yeah, just, just like ignore it. <laughs> yeah, she should just shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> you know, just take away her Twitter account. Yeah, <laughs> you know this whole. Boy she account. needs an advisor to be like, "Hey, yeah. that tweet you're gonna send, yeah, let's not." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was yeah, one I mean, thing too for the firing of James Gunn during all that stuff. I'm not gonna be for firing her for this stuff mm-hmm. either. Yeah, whatever. She's misinformed. She's yeah half the country, I guess. I don't know. A third of the country. It's not entirely surprising that some celebrities are going to have that opinion as well. Yeah. So. And being vocal about it. Yeah. As, as many, many are. Yep. But so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also something where she liked some tweets about um, unleashing shock troopers on Black Lives Matters uh, gatherings, which is also troubling yeah um so it's not just the um the stuff about the transgender she's also been under fire for liking other things um and it's kind of a sticky situation because um employers now have the ability to fire and hire people based on their social media and that's an interesting part that our society is in right now is how large you are on social media or what you like and affect your employment status right um but to a certain extent i think it should be but i don't know if it needs to be fire everyone cancel everybody like you were saying yeah yeah but part of it when you're when your job is like being you know part of the product that people are directly consuming yeah i don't know if you can't if you can't uh, trust your own judgment you need some uh <laughs> some better advisors around you like i said just says Hey, how about you not tweet that? Yeah. You could type that in a Word document if you want to, and then you can read your words there and yeah. we're all good. <laughs> yep. Or have it in like a private account that's only between you and I don't know, but then that'll get un- unleashed too, so who knows. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I, I, clear, I, I think at some point, yes, you should be able to like people in the spotlight will probably be held accountable for things that they say at some point. Like, and she continues to go down this road. She will be let go from Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if she keeps, it seems like there's a little bit of escalation, in what she's saying too. And if it keeps spiraling up, she's yeah. going to say the wrong thing and they're going to, it's going to force their hand. Exactly. Um, so she hasn't been in the first three episodes of the Mando yet either for this season, which is interesting too. Well, they parted ways at the end of the first season, right? They were kind of yeah. like, see you later. Yep. Maybe maybe Disney already saw the writing on the wall or something. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe she'll get killed off screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cardoon, Cardoon ship is headed for Alderaan. <laughs> Alderaan, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. For sure. Yep. That's politics for you. Politics minute. It's a weird time. Yeah. Weird times. Um, this is also crazy that this is 2020, and they're now making a Willow TV show. You guys remember the movie Willow with Warwick yeah, Davis? The beloved franchise Willow. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the movie was pretty bad. Um, but no, I disagree. Great. <laughs> you are great. <laughs> it's, a great it's a great movie. I haven't, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So I, I think remember. George Lucas had yeah, a hand either. in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't, didn't direct it, but I think he was like an executive producer or something. Or producer on it. Yeah. And then it was Ron Howard. Didn't... Yeah, I think it was Ron Howard directed. 
and didn't like Lucas Arts or something, probably do the effects or whatever yeah, it was sure. called back then. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're like um, the only game in town back then at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. So makes me like... wonder uh, is Val Kilmer going to reprise his role as <laughs> Ed Mardigan? Have you seen Val Kilmer lately? Maybe. Yeah. He looks more like a kind of a old leathery lesbian than a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounded like, like an Obi-Wan description. Yes. He's more leathery old lesbian now than man. <laughs> no offense to lesbians, but he definitely does. He's had so much Botox that he looks weird and like puffy womany quality now. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't, hasn't he kind of had some maybe uh, mental breaks too? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I've seen some of that in the news. So if he's involved, maybe they'll just be like, hey guys, it's Val Kilmer. Cut away. Yeah. Ben Mardigan, you've returned. Yep. <laughs> right. And then he was on Alderaan. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently they're doing a Disney Plus series, a Willow series. So I'm guessing Warwick Davis will return. Um. So they must have acquired that in the Lucas purchase, right? I mean, yeah, like the rights the, to that film, the rights of it and everything. Obviously, <laughs> they're just trying to get. I mean, they're going to buy a bunch of it. They're probably like, "Well, we bought this. We should try something, <laughs> right? Is this valid? Is like, is this a valuable idea? It's like, yeah, people like fantasy. We could probably start mm-hmm. up a new thing, right? So John Kasdan wrote the pilot, Jonathan Kasdan, and John Chu, who did Crazy Rich Asians and directed the new. Lin-Manuel movie, The Heights, is tied to the project, which is pretty big for a Willow show. Yeah. Oh, and Ron Howard is an executive producer. They're throwing some big guns in this one. Yeah. I don't know why. Because they got money to burn. (laughs) Yeah. Spare IP and money to burn. Yeah. Yeah. They are slowly getting, like, every major director, like, into this, like, Disney Plus it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not like um, Star Wars related exactly, but I just thought it was funny because it's Disney Plus and, and Warwick Davis will be yeah. probably returning to the this the show. So yeah, I feel like he's pretty beloved in the Star Wars community. Yeah, too. Absolutely, he was hosting those celebrations. Yeah, he was very charming years. as a host. Uh, yeah, I remember it being very weird and off-putting in a way when I was a kid. I should try and rewatch it and see that if movie. It's, yeah, and see if yeah. it's weird and off-putting in some fashion. Yeah, there's like warlocks and wizards, and it was kind of a dark fantasy yeah. from what I remember. Like, mm-hmm. you know, very strange from from, from my memories of it. Yeah, so, but I'm I'm down. Sure, why not? I'm paying for the subscription. Put stuff on it. Sure, let's watch it. <laughs> Get some shows on there somehow. Oh, Ron Howard directed the official? Or the uh, original? Yeah, he did the original one. Yeah. I did not know that. Been, was it his first? It was pretty early on. Yeah, it was, it was a long the, time ago. Uh, good question. Let's see. I mean, probably had uh, something before that. But, I mean, it must have been pretty early in his career. Yeah. So. So he directed, let's see. He did some stuff with Roger Corman, I think, right? And then he Cocoon was before this. Oh, it was okay. Cocoon was a big one. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I'm down. Fantasy, sci-fi, 
ish, whatever weirdness. Yeah. I wonder if they'll like stick to um, hiring little people because that was a big mm-hmm. part of Willow was just like, you know, the little people town or whatever. Not yeah. going the Lord of the Rings route of like miniaturizing people, but like, you know, using little mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if we'll continue that. <clears throat> maybe with Warwick Davis, like, involved somehow, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So. But, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> here's I another do, do reminder. Think, do you think we're going to blow through, like, 40,000 uh, COVID tests, just like the Jurassic Park movie just did or whatever? Oh, geez. Yeah. The last Jurassic Park movie was a real stinker, so Jurassic World, whatever. Yeah. Two. Ugh. Well, the new one's bringing back, like, everybody, right? Pretty mm-hmm. much. Sam Neill and... I think so, Laura yeah. Dern. Yeah. Laura Dern and... <laughs> They're like, back. this last one didn't go well. Here's a, here's a bucket of money. How about you come and we'll try to salvage this? Yeah, right. <laughs> huh. Yep. Um, then here's our friendly reminder that November 17th... Whoa, that's two days from now. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, the Star Wars Lego special is released on Disney+. Plus. I know what I'm doing Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday night. Clear your calendar. I uh, hope they have celebrity guests, just like the original, but like you know, B level, C level celebrity guests. It does say that uh, some of the actors are doing voices for it. Confirmed. Okay. <clears throat> um, but I don't know if there's going to be celebrities there. It seems like it's spanning multiple timelines because there's in the trailer they like time travel to mm-hmm. other. Times in the Star Wars galaxy. So, I don't know. Isn't there, isn't there some reference to some new, like, time travel force thing? And everybody's like, what? Yeah. I think the Legos fucked up when they started making the Lego people talk instead of just making weird noises. But, I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, I think it's kind of like robot chicken is what we're going to see. Not as extreme, of course. It'll be, yeah, like the PG version of that. <laughs> it's going to be for the kids. Well, I think I think they wanted the first one to be for kids, and just yeah, <laughs> just didn't work out so well. Too weird. Those cowards need to release the original holiday special on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Did you see uh, Anthony Daniels? Like in an interview, he's like, I don't know why they would do this. It's just going to bring up memories and remind people of the old one. And that was terrible. (laughs) I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Now let's switch gears and talk about uh, the game that came out. And I think it was October, early October. Star Wars Squadrons released for... Xbox, PlayStation, PC, might be it. Um, and yeah. we've all had a chance to play it now. I've only played through the beginning story missions. Mm-hmm. Did you play with the VR? No. Um, I'll fire it up on the PlayStation with the VR headset. I haven't turned that on in a while. I'd be curious how that is. Yeah. I'll probably end up throwing up. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Turning I, my I, head I, and going, oh. Yeah, I played in the VR on the PC. Oh, so. you did? I did, yeah. Oh. It's cool. I mean, it looks neat. It's weird to be in ships that have terrible ports, you know, to look through. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, be sitting in the cockpit and stuff. And 
it, it's hard to keep track like it, it is cool to be able to like look up and keep track of like when you're in the x-wing you can actually look up out of a port and shit and like you know follow something in, in instead of being fixed view <clears throat> um though i will say because things are so tiny like my the vr is like it, it's kind of blurry like you start to notice the, the pixelation a lot um when you're trying to focus on something that's like small and in the distance oh um, mm-hmm. you know it does vr does much better with like large objects in front of you because it looks because your eyes not trying to focus like that um <clears throat> But it's neat. I'd probably play the rest of it not in VR, just for mm. maybe. I don't know. I'll try it not in VR on like a much sharper screen. So did you use a controller or keyboard to steer around? Uh, controller. Okay. I was yeah. gonna say it would be kind of hard to know, like, cause you have to press the one, two, three, four. Yeah. No. On the keyboard, that'd be hard to do in VR. It'd be cool if I had a Hotas, but I'm not buying a Hotas. So. No. I did look at those at one point because I was like, Elite Dangerous yeah. looks fun. What if I got a Hotas? Yeah. And they're, some of them are only 100 bucks, Right. For the entry-level ones. And I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but my impression of the game is that it looks like how a much better version of the Battlefront space combat, because that was kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. And this is like, if they imagined to flush it out like this and put that into the game, there would be... A, awesome addition but by itself i don't think it has enough content to keep me playing it over and over yeah what do you guys think yeah i thought it's fine i don't foresee myself playing it uh long term especially competitively (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. not even gonna try right now like if it's if it's maintained an audience or not i did i did see a story a week or two after it came out where people came up with this like cheap tactic of i think it was like parking parking a tie bomber like at a certain spot like by a capital ship and you could just like blow the shit out of it like kind of breaking the game (laughs) of course and that was yeah uh gaining popularity and people are mad about it (laughs) Mm -hmm. i will i will say yeah in vr one of the disappointing things was like you're kind of in a fixed position in the hangars um Mm -hmm. probably because i didn't render enough out but like being in the hangar is cool and like looking at the ship like from the outside like that stuff is pretty neat but very limited Mm -hmm. like before you enter the ship you're just sort of like in this space where you can like look at it and but you can't really move around so Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, like a point and click. Yeah, yeah, not even point and click. I mean, you just don't move. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like you're just you're spinning in a circle. Like I wish I could like walk over there, look on the other side, get underneath it. You know, something like that. But the hangar itself is neat. Like it's like the whole thing's going on and shit. Like that stuff is cool. Um, but very yeah, like they like, have half ate it. You know, like it's kind of VR enough for you, but like you know. So can't have it both ways always. So I do like the um that they have the multiple ships. So they have four different ships on each side that you can choose from and they're pretty authentic to the series. Um I did notice that it seemed like there are a lot of unlocks for like bling in your ship and stuff that's not important or decals or whatever, or color schematics. Or different loadouts for your pilot, like different flight suits. I was like, 
who's going to play this enough to wear a suit that you're never going to see the character wearing? <laughs> it seems kind of silly. I did like doing the um, uh, the character creation. You could pick whatever gender and then whatever voice you wanted. <laughs> so I have a total like, um, what's the Venture Brothers hot doctor who's got like the really deep voice? Um, oh, he's yeah. like, what is her name? She's married. Anyways, yeah, it's uh, so I have like this petite Asian character, and then who just like, hey, what's going on over there? <laughs> she talks. Yeah, I did find that funny. I was like, are they really gonna let you do that? So I did it too. I had a guy who just had like this really high pitched voice. It's like, okay, I guess I let you do it. Well, what is her name? Yeah, but I think you can unlock aliens too for the Republic. It seemed like that was. A nice feature. The Empire doesn't allow aliens in their ranks, so that was kind of cool. Doctor Girlfriend, that's her name. Oh yeah, Girlfriend. <laughs> I will say though, if you really like the X-wing series for PC, this is a pretty good version of that, like a modern generation version that has tactical controls for like changing your power to auxiliary power and shields and front shields, reverse shields. All that stuff is in there. It's really complex if you want to play it like an authentic uh, space simulator. It does have that option in there. Um, but then it also has dumbed-down controls for someone like me when I put it on beginner and just went fly through and just do the story mode. Yeah. Um, but the story mode, I think, is only about four hours, something like that. So it's not really a lasting game. That's why I think it was one, wasn't full price to begin with. No, for sure. I think I'll, I'll play through the story mode, maybe dip into the multiplayer just to see how badly I get my ass kicked, which would probably mm-hmm. be pretty bad. And then I'll be like, mm-hmm. all right, well, that was fun. You know, and then maybe if they came out with like after the end of it, if they like came out with DLC story missions, maybe I'd be interested because I do like sort of like some actiony mm-hmm. stuff. I just haven't had time to play it. So I've been able I find to myself getting that. disoriented and turned around a lot <laughs> yeah tracking people is kind of hard you know yeah like when you're trying to track someone and it, it does it is difficult in some mm-hmm. ways so <clears throat> it did like i said it did help in vr too to be able to like when they pass over you to like uh, kind of orient yourself but then you like spin and you do this back roll and you like move your head and you're like whoa mm-hmm. you know it, it is kind of sick and not i didn't get sick or anything but you get a little dizzy so if you do it too much it just adds to the fun <laughs> well i will say that this game is uh being reviewed on steam is mostly positive um still and uh there's a couple people who have played it for like 40 hours and then say they don't like it because they pretty much did everything um <laughs> but i don't know that seems like you got your money's worth then so <laughs> right that's a lot of hours yeah yep boy um so if you really like flight sims you'd probably like this and if you like star wars even better um but uh i haven't played elite dangerous yet i know that that's one that people say is the best flight simulator on pc for space flight simulator yeah yeah i've played it it's uh it's space trucking Mm. Mm -hmm. i mean you can go like the combat route but like to start you have to like straight up make money and buy better ships and It's it's a uh, space trucking. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Like that's cool. Shipping things from 
yeah i mean i mean plus there's like it's like an open universe so it's it's pretty neat um so is it like no man's sky where you can get out of your ship now right and walk around yeah they have some planetary stuff i don't know if you can walk around i started playing right when that first that that uh moon land or landing on planets became available so at that point it was just like you had like a rover that you could get out on and it was kind of broken like the mission structure didn't really work but it's still very similar of like landing collecting things you know selling it to a station on a on a satellite or on a planet somewhere and 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 the planets were not like uh were not as fleshed out as even no man's sky like oh. it was very hmm. realistic as you know as far as like a like the planets are pretty much all rocky and weird not hmm. you know full of life mm-hmm. so like no man's sky's planets it's taking a more realistic approach for yeah. sure. So I think I mentioned yeah, it before, but if they did like a star Wars, no man's sky adventure game, that'd probably be my favorite game. And I'd never need another game again mm-hmm. because no man's sky is really fun to just explore and go around and collect junk and then fly your ship around. Uh, but if it was in the star Wars universe, that'd be awesome. Yeah. What's that huge um, space sim game that's still not out yet? Oh. They got like a billion dollars in funding or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the most kickstarted thing ever. Yeah. Um, God, what is that? I, nobody's talking about it anymore. I wonder if they're just quietly walking away from it. I think it was um, Star Citizen. Star Citizen, yeah. Yeah. That's that. Just yeah. <laughs> came out. They started the Kickstarter in 2013, and it's still not out yet. So. <laughs> It's never gonna be out no but no for sure i think if you like yeah you should try uh elite dangerous it's weird okay <clears throat> it's yeah. different i'll give it a shot yeah i own it so i'm not missing on anything i already had like i didn't play it for very long but i still had like weird interactions with other players like interesting interactions with other players like in spaceships because hmm. there's like people like policing and it's it's very rpg space sim so cool people get into it somebody pulled me out of hyperspace and like just before like i was on a mission and somebody else like a a bot pulled me out of hyperspace and they started shooting at me immediately so then this actual player pulled me out of hyperspace and he was just checking my cargo and i started shooting at him immediately and he's like dude stop i'll destroy you (laughs) (laughs) you could tell that i was like new in the game it was actually pretty friendly he was just like oh well yeah, uh-huh. stuff is part of the game. He's like, I will ruin you. He's like, oh, okay. I'm a level 95. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I was like, ah, some bots pulled me out. He's like, yeah, you got to be able to tell the difference between blah, blah, blah. So it's cool. Players and bots. Like that. Oh, boy. Yeah. But so no, I think I'll finish this game and then, mm-hmm. you know. I wish the story was better. I mean, I wish they would have pulled, you know, the writers from the Battlefront single player, which I enjoyed mm-hmm. so much of the story, and I ignored the gameplay aspect. So I was like, well, it's okay. You know, I think mm-hmm. if they would have like spent more time on the story of this, I'd maybe enjoying it more for sure. <clears throat> well, they are making a, a Jedi Fallen Order two. Uh, game eventually. I think it's coming out probably for the next generation systems. Um, maybe like 2022 or something, but it was announced. And I enjoyed that game quite a bit, so I don't think they had much more DLC or anything or additions planned for it. Um, it seems like they're going to focus on the next game now. 
which is too bad. Hmm. Uh, but there still is to the Lego Star Wars Skywalker edition coming out next year. Hmm. Um, the Lego Star Wars games are quite enjoyable, so I look forward to that one too. Might get that one on the Switch to goof around. All right, um, so that's Squadrons. Um, I got it for $30 on sale, I think, and for that price, I think it's definitely worth it. So um, that's our review. Let's go into the Mando. Um, Mando season two has released, and we have three episodes to discuss: uh, Chapter nine, Chapter ten, and Chapter eleven. Chapter nine is, um, how do you want to describe that one, Bill? Um, it's very space westerny. Yeah. It's a it's a side quest on Tatooine. Yeah. So the Mando goes to Tatooine um, to In find of other Mandos, right? Mandos, which seems like yeah. the plot of the season so far is he's got to find his kind, and he's got to find baby or uh, the child's kind too. So they're both looking for their kind. Yeah, he and, seems more uh, focused on the Mandalorian stuff right now, though, right? Like they don't really. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think he, I think he's trying to find other Mandalorians because then he can use the super secret Mandalorian network to uh, find Baby Yoda's mm-hmm. friends. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So this one takes him to Tatooine, um, and he's brought to a spaceport um, that I don't think has been in, in anything else really, but it's kind of like a wild wild west town uh and there's a sheriff back to the spaceport he was at before right oh right yeah yeah with the bots the little robots fixing the ship and yeah daris and taking care of the baby she wants to babysit so he can go off and find the the mandalorian he's heard uh, out in the desert the like a town that doesn't exist or isn't Mm. supposed to exist right Mm -hmm. yep and um, he makes up for that town, the Wild West town, and finds the marshal of that town is wearing Boba Fett's chewed up armor, which was pretty cool that they brought that back. And I like how beat up it was. And mm-hmm. it had like authentic slashes to where he had been slashed in the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really nice recreation of what his armor would have looked like if it would age a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and Timothy Oliphant yes mm-hmm. Timothy Oliphant once reprises <laughs> his role as town marshal <laughs> and yeah. everything I just found out too he's also in Fargo the TV show as an officer mm-hmm. yeah he's a marshal in that too yeah <laughs> like <laughs> does he have any other roles besides I'm the town sheriff yeah, yeah. He, he was in that Netflix um, zombie show with uh, 
Oh shoot! Santa Clarita's diet. Yeah. Yeah, Santa Clarita diet. He played a a, a dad. Oh, did he? <laughs> a okay. Warrior dad. Yeah, that's pretty funny. He was uh, he was a bad guy in the one Die Hard too, right? Mm. Okay. I don't know. I think so. Uh, he did the voice mm-hmm. of a cowboy in Turok the Dinosaur Hunter. <laughs> he was uh, he was in the Girl Next Door. Oh yeah, I think because I really only seen him in the the Santa Clarita Diet when he shows up as like a tough a tough person. I'm I don't buy, like I'm like it's kind of goofy. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. I don't know. Maybe that's how he plays tough all the time. But I don't know. he's in Scream like Two apparently. Yeah. yeah. Oh. In Scream Two. Scream Two is Mickey. I don't remember. Probably a very small role. Gone in sixty seconds. He plays Detective Drykoff. He's a cop on that one too. So, an unnamed cop. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yep. No, he did, yeah, he does a good job. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny about this episode is that in order to get the armor, he challenge he puts him on a quest to help the village, um, relieve them of this crate dragon that's been terrorizing their village. Um, and what's really funny is that this is a quest that's pretty much taken exactly from the Knights of the Old Republic game, um, where you go to Tatooine, you kill the sandworm, the crate dragon, and then you explode it with mines, and then you get a pearl as a reward. And then you give that to the Tusken Raiders, and uh, then you put it in your lightsaber later, but that's different. Um, but <laughs> that is almost exactly the quest that happens in the game, this episode. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know. Who knows if the writers played that game or remember that or just coincidentally came up with the same thing. I'm sure it's an homage. Yeah, it could be. For sure. Mm-hmm. Also, just the idea of like outside stranger comes in to help us with this beast that we haven't, like we, we can't defeat is kind of an old. Yeah. It's just a story, yeah. like it's a universal yep. story or whatever at this point. It's like, like the Seven it's Samurai. Used, it's been used over and over for sure. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So. Yep. I liked it though. I like John Favreau. I think John Favreau directed this one. He goes straight. He goes. He likes the hard Western ones. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seemed like that's his interest in in what he wants to direct on this show, and like. So yeah, it's a straight up Western again, <laughs> mm-hmm. but creature of the week style, like. I'm into it, you know. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought the season started off with a a bang. It was a high production episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Too. Had a lot of set pieces and actors, and yeah, production values are so good. Like mm-hmm. the show looks yeah. good. Mm-hmm. You would you would not be getting this on sci-fi, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. With this level of polish on the effects and shit, like. Yep. Pretty good. So. And then at the end of the episode, we get a sneak peek of uh, we don't, you a don't mysterious it, figure. <laughs> mysterious figure. Yeah. Uh, Tamira Morrison. Who could it be? Who could it be? Don't look at IMDb if you don't want to know who it is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I like the articles like afterwards are like, is it? Is it? It's like nobody's looked at IMDb. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
the yeah. first place I looked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They actually removed which character he plays in that episode. Oh. It's uncredited right now. On IMDb? Yeah. If you go look oh, at okay. this this episode, episode nine, The Marshal, it'll have his name there, but it won't tell you who he plays. Okay. They took okay. it out. Yeah. I'll we won't uh, we'll leave Obi-Wan. you hanging. It's Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> it's Obi-2. <laughs> it, was, it, it was someone derived from Django Fett. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, episode 10 is The Passenger. This one is bizarre. It's goofier than the, the last one for sure. Um, and it is rated much lower, 7.9. Uh, this one is directed by Peyton Reed, who did Ant-Man as a director, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Um, and this one, uh, he, the Mandalorian must ferry a passenger with precious cargo on a risky journey. So the passenger is the frog, which people are saying was in Clone Wars. That character, does that ring a bell? Was this character in Clone Wars or the species? Um, Possibly. There's a lot of episodes. Of I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a starring character at all, but yeah, didn't um, make an impact on me apparently. No, but I think the species has been featured in some other Star Wars material at some point. Um, it's a very but old school looks... um, char- like character design, kind of of just like frog person. Yeah, like, it's like yeah, sort of original, like in the background of the cantina, kind of. Uh, I don't know what do you got. I got a frog mask. Put it on her. Sure. <laughs> you got yeah. frog people now. And it kind of reminded me of those weird nuns in The Last Jedi. That oh, were, yeah. Or in The Force Awakens, maybe. Oh, I think it was The Last Jedi. But they're like the caretakers of Luke Skywalker's yeah. exile right. island. They kind of look like that. Um, But probably not the same. I don't know. No. She, this one was way more froggy. Yeah. <laughs> As we find out as she's running through the caves, like on all fours, jumping. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So, what is the? I forgot the plot. Um, other than picking up the frog person. Well, she she like her her husband, her her partner, her husband, whatever. Like she has eggs, and she they they're the last of their species. Mm-hmm. So he had escaped to another planet, and she needs transport with her eggs to be fertilized, so they can continue being a species um so but, but they can't go like you can't go through a hyperdrive or whatever because mm-hmm. the eggs will get smashed or something because yeah, yeah. Too delicate um, yeah so they have to go low power and they get like um pulled over by some uh x-wings mm-hmm. um i thought the interaction there was pretty funny like mm-hmm. just yeah two cops being like so yeah. not your signal he's like i'm a Things broken. I can't. Um, so license they registration. Pay- yeah, yeah. We get your license and registration. I don't know. I lost it, buddy. Um, yeah. Eventually shows sends his registration out, um, and they uh, he's wanted. Right, the mm-hmm. ship is wanted. I guess he is wanted as well. Yeah. So they chase him onto like an ice or meteor, a planet. I can't remember if it was just like uh, just a rock. 
It's just a rock, right? I think I it's know. a planet. There's a whole planet. It looked like it had an atmosphere and all that. Yeah, yeah. You're, right. Yeah. you're right. You're right. Um, chases them down to a rock. Some cool space, you know, caverns and tight spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of gets away from them and then crashes, parks, and then it just sort of crashes through some ice and they're trapped in like an ice cave mm-hmm. uh, where he then needs to repair his ship. Yep. Well, he kind of just wants to go to sleep. <laughs> really, there was a yeah. part where I was just like, he just he seemed to just sort of give up. He's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going <laughs> to And then yeah. maybe somebody will show up. Like, I'm not really sure what his plan was. Uh, you know? And she's real anxious. She's got to get going because they're like, the eggs need to keep warm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this episode. I thought it was fucking weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. It had like weird, there was like weird horror movie kind of thing because it was For like sure. the, the ice spiders were very alien design yeah, like a face hugger like a face hugger yeah yeah mm-hmm. and the and then the thing that people are most upset about apparently on the internet is that yoda kept eating her eggs <laughs> yeah baby yoda uh-huh. kept yep. eating her eggs and they played that for uh for comedy too you know they had like the, the music and everything him like staring lovingly at the eggs and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when he's first interested in it, you're like, oh, is he like bonding with the eggs? And then they cut back to him. He's just got like one half in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And he just like sucks it in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, the child did eat frogs, like small whole frogs before. So yeah. it's got yeah. a taste for frogs. Yeah. I mean, how do you explain to a baby? Like, some, we eat these eggs, but not these eggs. I don't know. Sentience doesn't matter to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, people are very upset about that on the internet. They said uh, there is someone on the show writers said um, Lucasfilm was like, yeah, but those are unfertilized eggs. So those aren't actual like, you know, it's not like the same as eating a baby chicken. Right. Because you're eating a chicken egg. It's not fertilized yet. But they're waiting to be fertilized. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know if that's any better. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's still Uh, weird. But. um, Yep, it was pretty goofy. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. goofy. And then there's the scene where she's like in the hot, the, the hot springs. Yeah, hot yeah. Springs. She takes That's off to try to warm up. Yeah, in uh, in hot springs and like dumps her eggs in there too, which was something. Yeah, just kind of swimming with her eggs. Yeah, and then you get the alien moment of Baby Yoda like wandering out and finding other eggs, <laughs> trying to decide whether to eat it. Yeah. I think. And I think he, he eats. Yeah, he eats one. Yeah. Oh, he does eat one. That's right. Yeah. I think that baby Yoda, the child walking around, looks really bad, and they shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> when the child walks, it's like clearly like a puppet, like being pulled. It seems like, yeah, yeah, uh, it's like watching Kermit walk. It's just, yeah, it's just not, it's yeah. Just not right. <laughs> uh-huh. Unnatural. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. He should be floating around in the egg. But Maybe. then uh, the two pilots. Um, that found him, the X-wing pilots. It was uh, Paul Sung Hung Lee, who's like a Star Wars super fan that got a chance to be in a in a role, which I thought was kind of cool. And uh, he's an actor that's it's been in some bit parts and stuff, but I think he worked on some Lucasfilm stuff, and uh, and they put him in the episode, which was really nice. And Dave Filoni was the other one, the other X-wing pilot. Ah, I didn't yeah. even notice that. Yeah, so the the two of them made a cameo. 
as the X-wing pilots. And I think in the gallery, um, Star Wars Gallery series, they showed Fellini getting into um, or Filoni getting into a, a X-wing costume, and he was talking about how cool it was. I think this was the episode where they did it. Um, I think the, he was in uh, the Prison Break one. Oh, well, he was also in that one as a pilot. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's reprising his role as Trapper Wolf. Trapper Wolf, yeah. So is that what they're referencing when it's like he said it's okay for you to go because of the prison yeah. break episode? Yeah. Like he had rescued? Okay. Yeah, because he, he rescued uh, like a New Republic security officer. Okay. I was okay. trying to remember the exact details of that, which I don't entirely remember, like how he <clears throat> rescued someone. but Yeah. <clears throat> that would make sense. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that episode in a while. Maybe a year? Almost a year? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it came out uh, December 2019. Yeah. 13 <clears> December. <throat> so, yeah. I should have done a rewatch before season two came out. Oh, well. I'll probably do a rewatch this winter. Yeah. <clears throat> no, the, so then, the Spider Chase thing was like definitely kind of horror ish. And then it was yeah. like climbing up Baby Yoda's head and like he was just like mm-hmm. panicking. It was pretty uh, dark and weird. Um, yeah. But creepy. And then they just left him on the ice planet to uh, then repair his ship. Yeah. Like, every time he repairs the ship, ship, I'm like, how does he repair the ship? Like that ship is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was funny. He's like, "Oh, hey, you guys could help me seal up the hull." And they're like, "Nope, fuck you." <laughs> See you later. Um, yeah. He's really yeah, good that, at repairing a ship. I feel like now every season the Razor Crest is going to get destroyed beyond repair and rebuilt. Uh-huh. It seems like because yeah. we're two for two so far. Yeah, because that ship gets messed up pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the season uh-huh. has been rough on it too. Yeah. So basically, they leave with just a cockpit as their only transportation method because the rest of the ship is exposed mm-hmm. and falling apart, which was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, a... But yeah, oh, we forgot about the monster spider at the end too. Uh, attacks them. Like the biggest spider. Yeah, the like mom. Punctures yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Fucked up the razor crest even more. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yep. he like, it like punctured the front screen, yeah. the, you know, the front window, right? I don't know how he fixed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I was like, wow, did they just destroy the ship when that happened? Yeah. Are they just like, fuck it, like the ship's done? Yeah. Nope. Apparently, he's got some glue <laughs> to seal up the cracks. But, um, okay, let's see. Okay, so that was episode 10, The Passenger. Um, and then they make their way towards the uh, destination and uh, hand off the unfertilized eggs to an overjoyous frog, frog male, that's going <laughs> to fertilize them. Um, and episode 11 is The Heiress. Um, I feel like Bill's going to help us fill in some gaps here um but this uh takes place on i think it's dak or mon call one of the two planets they never said which planet it was i don't think i yeah i 
I feel like they might have alluded to it in one of the, like, very briefly in one of the other episodes. Mm, I think like, we would have remembered. The name, I think it was Beck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we would remember if they said Moncal. Yeah, well, it, but it was strange that it, the residents there appeared to primarily be <laughs> Moncals and uh, Corins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's Moncal was like 50 50 Quarins and or Quarins or whatever, and Moncal Mari. Yeah. And they were usually at war with each other. Like each other. Yeah. yeah. So it seems weird that there'd be another planet that they're like, hey guys, let's hang out over here, this place that we're yeah. not like forced to. Yeah. It says here water planet of Trask, T R A S K. So it's not Moncal, according to the the trivia. I don't know how accurate that is, but Okay. Sure. <laughs> um and in this episode um the mando is trying to find more of his kind so he negotiates um or he talks to in like a a tavern about uh with some shady customers about finding more of his kind um but then he gets sent on a ship that they're going to take him to see him and uh ambushed by a group of Corin uh, sailors some corn Horn seaman. And uh, then he's rescued thereafter by a group of three what look like Mandalorian type bounty hunter uh, Beskar armor wearing type of uh, uh, rescuers. And it turns out that they are um, three characters that one of them is very familiar, Bo-Katan from the Clone Wars. Yep. Was she also in Rebels? Yeah, she was in Rebels too. She was in Rebels, yep. So she's like a blue bounty hunter, bounty hunter wearing Mandalorian um, ruler who had the Darksaber at the end of Rebels, right? Correct, yeah. So Sabine gave her the Darksaber. Yep. She was the, the ruler of Mandalore. Yep, at, yep, at that time. Okay. So, um, she is born Mandalorian and the rightful ruler of the planet Mandalore. Um, and she's played by Katie Sackhoff, who plays Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica, which is kind of fun. Um, and I felt like they nailed the look pretty well, too. Yeah. Of Bo-Katan. They had yeah. pretty much everything, the armor, the hair, all that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, she noticeably doesn't have the Darksaber anymore. It's in possession of Moff Gideon. Um, so at some point between Rebels and now, she loses the Darksaber, right? Because mm-hmm. yep. Rebels takes place before this. Yep. In the timeline. Um, so uh, what what else do we know about her character in the Clone Wars and Rebels show? Um, and I think you hit most of the highlights. So I think originally, you know, her sister was um, Satine. She was uh, Obi Wan slam piece. Oh, she right. was, uh, yeah. She she was trying to take Mandalore like more peaceful, mm-hmm. um, and keep them out of the Clone Wars, and that kind of caused fractures amongst the people because there was a a group of Mandalorians that was you know all about their warlike tendencies, and so they formed a. Uh, the the Death Watch, 
it was called. And that was like uh, John Favreau's original Mandalorian character was like the the head of that. And um, they made a made a deal with Darth Maul and uh, yes, um, so that was Savage. the yeah the end of Clone Wars, right? The Death Watch was with him. Yes. Yep. Yep. And they kind of they took power, and then he double crossed them and killed uh, uh, good old what's his face, and took took over, and that's kind of what was setting up the end of Clone Wars. So why he was in charge there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then um, with uh, with Ahsoka's help, you know, like we saw at the end of Clone Wars, that's how Darth Maul got deposed there, mm-hmm. yep. and then. Yeah, and then the events in Rebels—that's how how the dark saber got back to Bo-Katan, because hmm. hmm. uh, Sabine got it back and surrendered it to her because mm-hmm. she didn't want that shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my high-level overview. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing we did learn is that um, the main character of the Mandalorian. Jin Dejaram, whatever his name is, uh, is from a different group of Mandalorian, um, like a different sect than these Mandalorians. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, what did they say? It was like, I forgot the uh, name like already. The, like, like the Children of the Watch. Yeah, something like that. I guess they said he's a child of the Watch. I think that's how. Yeah. It. So I would, I assume that's not Death Watch because I mean Death Watch wasn't like. Um, they took their helmets off. Mm-hmm. They weren't all about the like super, I don't know, superstitious aspects. I guess like they seem to be. So yeah, I assume they'll be filling that out <laughs> as time goes on. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so that was but, introduced as a new plot yeah. device here. Is that there are different sects of Mandalorians? Because as soon as they took their helmet off, the Mandalorian, you could tell he's like, "What the fuck? What?" This He's like, way. Come get, on, where'd you get that armor? Come on, yeah. What is your yeah. way? What are you doing? Yeah. Do you even weigh? Do you even weigh, bro? <laughs> yeah. Um, but then when they removed their helmets, we could see that her other companions. One of them was Koska Reeves, who is Sasha Banks, WWE superstar wrestler. Yeah, and this episode had the the one from the uh, the trailer where everyone was wondering who she was playing. And that's when it was speculated that she might be Sabine, but she sure isn't. She's just a, a rando that they, they made up for this, pretty much. Yeah, brand new character. Hmm. And the other guy was Axe Wolves, which is another Mandal- Mandalorian guy who uh, doesn't really seem to be that important yet. Yeah, um, I think he's also a, a new new show creation. Yep. And then... Uh, Let's see. So during this episode, they reveal that they will help him uh, find more Mandalorians if he helps them. Isn't that the agreement they get into? I think they say Baby Yoda's people. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. they'll help him find the Jedi. Because the Mandalorians actually have a long history. There was a Mandalorian war in the Old Republic where the Jedi and the Mandalorians fought against each other. Yep. But it now seems like they're okay friends i don't know yeah um but then they he's yeah this is for him to help the child find more jedi hopefully 
Yeah. Um, well, they, yeah, they said his people, which they were kind of fuzzy about, but I guess the armor did say about the Jedi being yeah. his people, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then they go onto a heist mission to recover some stolen weapons from an Imperial ship that was taking off. Um, we don't know to what means yet because it seems like um, Bo-Katan is up to some shady business. Yeah, it seems like she's trying to uh, get supplies to uh, rekindle a uh, uh, takeover of Mandalore again mm-hmm. to get it, get it free from the Empire. So she's trying to build support and supplies for that. Yeah. And at this point, we find out that the Empire still has a lot of weapons and resources, even though they've been defeated twice. Um, yeah. And the guy who plays the Empire captain is actually a guy from Deadwood, too. He played a character in the, in the TV show, um, which is interesting, too. It seems like they're going to that well quite a bit. <laughs> a lot of Deadwood <laughs> yeah. actors in this show. Yeah. Um, but then they had a really cool kind of like action sequence, corridor fighting and stuff. Um, I really liked the action in this episode was really good. Yeah. Um, even compared to the one last season where he was pinned up against in that bar against the Imperials. I felt like this was even better than that. Yeah. Um, Good action. Mandalorian being uh, badass. This is a Bryce Dallas Howard joint too, this episode. Yeah. I felt like it was probably the best one that I've seen in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Better than the first. So. I, I think agree. mine goes three two one or three one two. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of how good they are so far. Um, so then they complete the heist. Uh, and I forgot what happens towards the end of this episode. So they, well, they complete the heist after, you know, hitting some, some bumps in the road and then mm-hmm. they get over that. And then, uh, well, they have to they steer the control ship. of the ship. Yeah. 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 And then they get control of the ship. Because Bo, Bo at some point uh, tells the Mando that she doesn't just want the weapons, she wants the whole ass ship too. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so they uh, they do that, and then um, she offers him to join up with them, because, you know, Mando's mm-hmm. got to stick together, but, you know, he says, I got shit to do, and she says, okay, well, you can go to uh, the forest planet and seek out Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. It's pretty boom, awesome. Boom, that was the boom, big yeah. cliffhanger there. Yeah. Um, it says here, Ahsoka got only a brief mention at the end of the episodes, but it seems like she's going to be an important part of the story moving forward. Um, after the Battle of Endor, Tano went with a Mandalorian named Sabine Wren on a quest in the galaxy to find their friend, uh, Ezra Bridger. According to Bo-Katan, Tano is now on the planet of Caladan. There's a possibility we get Ezra Bridger in this show too. Hmm. We'll see. I mean, and he was riding riding a space whale last we saw him, right? So. Hanging out with Thrawn, yeah. So if yeah. he's alive, that means that Thrawn's probably alive. Yeah. Which I think that would be neat. I wonder if the show gets too ambitious, though, if they start including too many of those characters. You know. Well, they might be setting themselves up for. Uh, other shows. Mm-hmm. 
because I did see some people talking about, you know, introducing Bo-Katan and crew that the, all of the goings on about, you know, trying to retake, um, retake Mandalore is probably more than just a little side plot <laughs> shoved in the show. That could be like mm. a mini series or like, you know, something. So that would kind of be on brand for Disney trying to set up franchises. Yeah. Like, whenever Ahsoka comes in, you know, have her be important, but just be like, hey, here's Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. See her later in the Ahsoka show. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, Trying to Avengers, Marvel. Yeah. Marvel, basically. Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. Give them totally their own see. mini. Yeah. I could see that. And mm-hmm. one thing that is uh, worthwhile to note, I think Dave Filoni is directing the fifth episode. So... If if I was a betting man, I'm guessing next week's probably going to be a monster, <laughs> another monster of the week. Just he gets mm-hmm. waylaid or whatever, and then the fifth one's when she'll come in. Because I assume yeah. he would want to do that. Yep. Maybe the next episode will be him fixing his ship or something. <laughs> yeah, the whole whole episode yeah. will be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but we did see a cameo. It's real fucked up. Yeah. From yeah. Moff Gideon was in this last episode too. He showed yeah. up in a, a hollow transmission speaking to the Empire. So I thought that was cool too. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. and the uh, the Imperial yeah. officer had the the cool space poison pill. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like he could suicide. Shock. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty neat. Yeah, he was uh, the guy who took his cyanide pill, the cyanide space pill. He played a guy named Silas on Deadwood. If you remember him, he was like Hell's right hand man, his fixer for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good show. Yeah. So I'm glad they keep bringing those actors in. Yeah. Uh, next episode is airing next week. Um, wondering if they're going to take any time off for Thanksgiving or whatever in between, but. I hope not, um, because it says here chapter 12 will be November 20th and then chapter 13, November 27th. So yeah. by the end of the season, it would be December 18th would be the last episode of the season. Oh, huh. the screenshot for uh, the next episode has Cara Dune in it. So Yes, I see that. And um, uh, what is his character's name? Um Grief Karga? Yes. Carl Weathers? Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it, it, it has Sasha Banks listed on the next episode, too. Oh. As part of the cast? Mm-hmm. Yep. But I don't know how accurate that is, but... Hmm. Okay. And Giancarlo Esposito again, so... Yeah, he might have another interaction with him. Yeah. So that should be neat. I mean, it would be awesome. This is what we all hope oh. for. Oh, go ahead. It's directed by Carl Weathers. Oh, no kidding. Huh. <laughs> That's what IMDb <laughs> tells me anyway. I'm going to be in this one. <laughs> and action. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be cool at some point. You know, I think what we're all hoping happens is that the Mandalorian gets the Darksaber. And starts cutting out fools with that. Yeah. That would be pretty neat. 
Agreed. Maybe next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to talk about? I think we've reached the end of our content. I don't think so. It's been quiet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't read we'll any comics. A... You know? Those are <laughs> no, I did see there, the... but Bony Hunter is doing issues and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Bony Hunter's comics. Is on number seven, so they're still making yeah, they're them. Still, they're still making them. They're coming out. <clears throat> so. I uh, I haven't made very much progress in the Thrawn book. Okay. I I liked it, but uh, I'm just bad at reading nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe with the uh, weather turning colder, we'll uh, make some more progress there. Good. All right. All right. Now, everyone, cool. do your homework and watch the Lego special. On yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> sure, it'll be glorious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a three hour breakdown of the Lego special next yep. episode. <laughs> I might save it for Thanksgiving Day. I'll watch it. That'll be my oh. my my new Christmas season. This Christmas season is starting, so you know, yep. life day starts the day after Thanksgiving. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Apparently it's on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't try to push it more closer to the holidays, but awesome. yeah, I suppose it is that time of year already. <clears throat> well, away we bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just peter out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's all yours, bounty hunter. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. He's no good to me dead. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. Solo Was without a doubt the worst episode ever. Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Okay. Give it the clap. (laughs) We gave it the clap. Okay. It's infected. Here we go.